Hi, thank you for spending time with us today discussing animal behavior, training, and healthcare. Dogs, cats, horses, we love them all, as do you. My name is Meg Harrison, owner of blackwingfarms.com. I want to welcome you here with three promises. You will, number one, learn something new in every episode. Two, smile at least once. Three, be amazed by the people you will hear sharing on this podcast. Now, get ready to engage. There we go, baby. We're live. Oh, my gosh. And Tess is not here, but uh, Jen and I are here. So, um, hi, honey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Fabulous. Fabulous. We've been looking forward to this. You and I and Tess was there. Let me me see if she can join us now. All right. All right. All right. So it's just, um, I was just saying that the three of us were together with three other people on the um, uh, Association of Professional Dog Trainers webinar that we all did together. That's getting some really nice views, great uh, comments and we're very happy with it. And, you know, they had to give us a separate page for our bios. Our bios were so long and then I posted yours in entirety on our Facebook. Because because it was it was and I and I I couldn't edit I couldn't leave out anything I don't think it was that long well it you know there's so much wonderful stuff there that's it that's it you can make the font smaller (laughs) (laughs) yeah there you go but you know what because it's kind of like I looked at it and all of that brought you here. All of that other work has brought you here. Okay, yeah. so we've got, tell us really fast if you don't mind. Hola, Tess. Hola. Um, Hola, thank you. Oh, no, thank you. So, Jen, tell us about Prison Pause Program. Um, uh, we're uh, located at the um, Montana Women's Prison in Billings, Montana. Um, so, it's a state prison, um, but the program is designed to be uh, self sustaining. So we don't take any money from the state. So it's kind of a win-win for the taxpayers. We are um, part of a larger program called Montana Correctional Enterprises, which before I got here, I didn't know that's like a thing. Um, There are correctional industries in many prisons throughout the nation um, that seek to give inmates job skills um, to reduce recidivism when they get out. Um, And so we're not under the impression that everybody's going to go out and be dog trainers, but um, we have 19 inmates in the program. They apply for it um, like a job. Um, So we're coaching all the way through the interview process and uh, saying you didn't fill out this application completely and you're not going to get an interview when you get out there if you don't fill out an application completely. And um, can interview, things like that. Some of the women we have in the program are very, very young. They've never had a job. So they just are learning how to get up, show up, um, that kind of thing. And so we are a little bit unique in our prison program because we um, take dogs in that already have homes and do a four-week training program with them for their owners. Um, and so we charge a nominal fee enough to cover our costs and be self-sustaining and not have to take um, any uh, any um, state funding. What are the parameters for you to accept a dog into the program? 
We, um, if people are interested, um, we send them out a four page profile to fill out on their dog. And that helps um, me determine, because it sounds great to send your dog to four weeks and they come back trained. Um, <laughs> but our inmates are in various stages of learning how to train dogs and I'm not here 24 seven. Um, and so while I'm a professional dog trainer, the ladies aren't. So they're under my guidance, they're learning. We've had um, a few ladies that have been here for three and four years and they are quite accomplished. Oh. Um, however, we have a, a small amount of space. So we generally are working with on puppy manners for dogs under a year. Okay, so puppy manners. Tell us about that. Are we talking CGP or canine good citizen? Is that is what I'm referring to? Canine good citizen. Um, yeah, we use that as kind of our guide, and you. Um, then we take them through the canine good citizen test to show their owners when their owners come in to pick them up after four weeks. That here's what this inmate accomplished with your dog. Um, now that's not going to automatically be something you can do with your dog. You have to work with your dog too. So how do you handle that when they go home? I mean, I'm going to jump around, jump in. How do you handle that with the owners when they go home? Yeah. So we have a one hour meeting, which is the unfortunate part about our program that we only get the owners for about an hour. Um, we also continue to support them by offering, once their dog has completed the four week program, they can come back for boarding, they can come back for daycare, um, they can come back for grooming. Um, and so we wanna be part of helping um, people manage their dogs in, a, in an area of our program that's really grown over the last two years is helping people during the week. So um, a lot of people, we have probably six to eight clients that um, bring their dogs every week. They'll drop them off on a Tuesday morning, pick them up Wednesday afternoon, it's $15 overnight. And their dog's getting all the socialization, getting all that pee and vinegar out that young dogs have that sometimes cause people to pull their hair out. <laughs> um, and so that way when people are working during the week, they get a tired dog that hopefully can make it through the week. Now we're dark at five o'clock. So that's kind of hard to walk your dog in the dark and it's getting colder. And so we've really kind of created a niche where people are really using us after the training to help their dogs stay socialized and also to get some of that um, extra energy out that they can't expend when their people are working all day. So holding on to that thought also, but going back and just a little bit. So you're also teaching the ladies, you're teaching the women life skills. Yeah. You're also teaching them some stuff about behavior. Yeah. Right. I mean, when we talk canine behavior, we're also talking human, human. I talked with a fabulous trainer this morning from Encinitas, California, and she was saying, you know, I don't I don't blame or shame any any of my clients if they come to me with a aversive tool that they've been taught or they thought would work. She said, I don't shame them or blame them, but what we do is we work together on that dog uh, coming up with alternatives that are more positive. Show them a different way. And that, oh, there you go. You always keep it so simple. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay, so is that, that's a lot of what you're doing. It is what you're doing. Yeah, so we're training the, the inmates um, and they get it. They're really, really good at it. When I first got here, I've been here almost four years. When I first got here, they were using um, a program that 
used aversive training. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I had to, could, what's that? Should we define aversive? Well, yeah. they were using prong collars okay. um, and collar oh. corrections. Right, no more. And um, and so when the ladies that were here said, well, it works. And I said, yep, but here's a different way that's a little gentler. Um, and so we brought clicker training in um, and it took some convincing, but now the women that were here when I got here can't imagine that they ever did that. Yes. And they saw that it was not good for the dogs in relation to other dogs. Mm -hmm. um, and they can see it now looking back. Um, but also it's created, we focus on what are the dogs doing well. Mm. We start every class. I hold classes twice a week for the dogs that are in training so that I can stay. It's not that these ladies necessarily always need my help because they, we have a mentor program. So they're always working with each other. And they frankly do so much more training when I'm not even around, but the classes help me understand where the dog's at. And then I can do some troubleshooting too. Um, but what we like to, um, you know, just keep up with in the classes is, is your dog at a reasonable point for how long they've been here? And a lot of the ladies are like, my dog won't sit. And I'm like, your dog's been here two days. Yeah. And they'll yeah. go, oh, yeah, right, okay. You know, good <laughs> point. But we also start every class with, what's one positive thing your dog's doing well? Mm. Mm -hmm. Because this is a really frustrating age. So we get people, unfortunately, we like to get dogs under six months in, but a lot of people think, oh, they're easy. It's not that hard to train a puppy. And then they call us back at eight, nine, 10 months. And when they're really frustrating and now mm -hmm. they're really big mm -hmm. <laughs> and then they say, okay, now we need some help. And we say, gosh, this would have been so much easier if you would have started when they were young. So if we go oh, these nine, 10 month old dogs, we have to focus on what are they doing well, because it's a really frustrating time. And, and now I'm going to, you know, because you mentioned grooming. So I'm going to segue over to Tess because Tess, mm -hmm. Tess tells me all the time about, you know, the dog is fine. A lot of times it is the owner. And I'm not saying your client, because yeah. we all love your clients. But Tess, so what, what can you do or what can you say um, to people to get them to have their dogs be a little more cooperative? Oh, that's, it's, it really is almost the same as getting them in when they're younger or training okay. or even yeah. how often they're coming. Mm. If it's a dog that is newly rescued, maybe he was in bad condition, you know, fur wise. Mm. And he, we don't know if he's ever been groomed before in his life. It is definitely training them, the dog and the owner to come in. What is a tool? What is a table? What is this new environment? And establishing a safe place mentally that dog is going to do good as long as he knows he's safe and when they don't feel safe they're not going to act you know they're going to act out right but trying to um you know it's important to have that one-on-one -on -one conversation with the parent too like i i'm very strict about it they must come four to six weeks and then i have some that i'm training to come a little sooner just for temporary like if it's a new puppy i have had them come once a week for a month and that's fine the owners are actually if you explain it to them from a position of the dog they no. understand and they want to help 
So mm -hmm. I really have to come about it from the dog's view and talk yeah. for the dog. I'm going to be their voice and teaching their parent what they're going to need and how they need to do it in a gentle, compassionate way. So, so yeah. And so what, what Jen was telling me before we went live was that she sends people home with paperwork and resources and materials. Right, Jen, you were saying yeah. uh, Dr. Becker was one of them, Karen Becker. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. 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 Well, because a lot of people just don't know. They think they're, they love their dogs. Um, we do a lot of nutrition counseling too, because people just don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and so we don't ever like, like Tess said, shame them. We just say, well, you didn't know what you didn't know at the time. And, and here's some information if you want to know more. And, and, you know, because we see all that people do for their dogs. But well, then the, the, the last thing they might think of is grooming or nutrition or exactly, like exactly. And sometimes when you do groom, you find physical stuff out. Yeah. Or, yeah. or you find a, a literally, you know, a burr or a piece of, um, yeah. you know, those spirally things, foxtails or those yeah. spirals that yeah. you know, we actually yeah. just um, started last spring. We um, have a certification program with the, International Professional uh, Groomers Association. They, they offer testing to inmates. Um, and so I had to test first. Oh. <laughs> so How'd you do, hon? How'd you do? Uh, salon manager. Um, <laughs> so yes, I didn't have to do math or anything, but I had to take the test and boy, did I learn a lot. <laughs> we have two inmates that have passed that. So that's something tangible they can take to an employer and say, oh. Yeah. I have this internationally recognized designation that I have passed all. I've completed all these hours um, doing a basic cut. They had to be videoed doing a basic cut. And mm -hmm. we also get four weeks when the dogs are in for training to handle nails, to work on paws, to um, play games in the grooming room because some dogs will just avoid the grooming room. And so then I say, take your dog in there, take some fun treats, play jump up on the table games, um, and don't do anything around grooming. Just have fun in there. Mm -hmm. we, have that, we have that leisure to do that. And then what we find is the dogs will continue to come to us for grooming after training, and they settle down. Um, we had one dog that came in at eight months old, and he screamed for his nails because a vet had held him down and just got it done. Um, he comes pretty religiously. His mom brings him really religiously and he comes in now. We don't even hear anything out of him. And, but that's two years um, that we've been working. It takes two years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. So now you've established a safe zone. He feels yeah. comfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he also has trauma. Yeah. We use drama trauma. We use calm balm for grooming, but we also use both of those for when the dog first comes in um, because it's quite scary. Um, you know, where are my people? And we find yeah, the younger, yeah, the younger, that's, yeah. And the ladies know to ask for it. Hey, Miss Severud, my dog really needs, um, or the other thing that's great is they'll say, I'm having a bad day. I need some calm balm. <laughs> yes. Great. Yeah. 
Yeah. I hear so that. Dog's grabbing all that energy off of you. And so if we get calm bomb on you, woo. I had one negative comment I one that. time. I told somebody, I said, if you're having an off day, leave your dog alone. Leave your cat alone. Oh, yeah. the horse. And this person got very upset and said, you know, I'm on a schedule or I have to do, you know, yeah. I'm like, no, really, leave them alone. Yeah. If you're not having many, many trainers, and I don't know when you learned that one, but uh, spray themselves. And you know what, Ken, you and I have to quick go. Um, I don't know. We we talked about Pedro and Racer before, the feral dogs. Yeah. That, that we, you know, at a, at a sanctuary that we, we used to know. And yep. it was, they were scared and courage and trust is what we use Tess and Tess is mm -hmm. in a confined area. It's absolutely. And I've mm -hmm. started to revisit that one courage yeah. and trust because mm -hmm. we talked about safe place safety. and yeah. saying. So we heard from Jen King who also shared with us on that APDT webinar. Jen King says, you know, if they don't feel safe, they cannot play. Right. It, it's not like they don't want to, they cannot play. Yeah. That is just so wonderful. It's just such a huge indicator for me. So yeah. I, I love that. I absolutely love that. And, and if we have a scared dog who comes in, we the ladies will put the calm bomb on themselves. Yeah. If, yeah. They, if the dog says, do not touch me, mm -hmm. and then we spray them with the Blackwing Farms mm -hmm. um, with mm -hmm. the drama trauma. And then I say, go hang out in the training room and do nothing. Sit on the ground, let the dog hang. And sometimes there's, um, they'll do well if they meet another dog that says, because I really honestly believe dogs talk to each other and go, dude, these people are okay. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, you know, the next day they're going, oh, okay, cool. If you say so. And that's what you said yeah. the next day. Give them, you know, give them that day. I rode a pain horse one time. She was gorgeous. But uh, I will say that, you know, her her mental capacity in a box of rocks had a lot in common. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. She was beautiful, but, you know, not, you know, not the sharpest horse in the barn. And what I do is I would introduce something to her. We would both get so frustrated because she didn't get it. She yeah. was athletic and could move, but she just didn't get it. And a woman said, give her a treat and put her up for the night. Yeah. Like, what that is so that was so anti what I had known yeah. and it, when I did if as soon as I put my foot in this in the stirrup the next day she performed what I had asked her to whether it was a side pass or whatever she did it immediately if I gave yeah. her that yeah and the animals feel that when I have ladies who are like oh my gosh this dog's going home next week I'm like settle down <laughs> Which brings us to another another remedy, our settle down, because settle down is, is just so fabulous because everybody's making progress and but they want to be 10 out of 10. No, be very happy with nine out of 10 today. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. And that's mm -hmm. settle down. So let's see. Um, I love settle down. I, I know. I do. Yeah. Dating animals at the vets just to come in and get nails done. And like, we don't want medicine. We don't want sedation. Just no. settle down. To, to get the mind back where we are and to accept that moment. So mm -hmm. yeah, settle down is a big favorite. Mm -hmm. Jen, I love what you said about spraying the clients and the people because I do set it out at the front desk area. So when people sit there, they're like, 
oh, what, what do you have out today? You know, and I'm like, usually I have like permission to enjoy yeah. or teamwork, you know, it's like my secret weapon. So yeah. that, that person is already getting it and their dog is getting the vibe off of them too. Mm -hmm. yep. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I say lower everything, lower your voice, lower your blood pressure, yeah. you know, lower your, take a step away, yeah. take a step away and, you know, and no one will get hurt is what I say. Yeah. And on yeah. the days that the dogs go home, I have to tell the inmates, have fun with your dog. You're practicing. This is not a robot. Mm -hmm. It's not going to do everything perfect. I know you want it to, but the more tense you are and the more pressure you're putting on yourself, the dog's going to pick that up and go, what is wrong with you? Yeah. 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 And <laughs> feel yeah. That, that tense. And I'm like, so put some calm balm on if you are having trouble holding it together. Perfect. Perfect. So with this question, what are you trying to accomplish and who benefits? I mean, what are you trying to accomplish in this? Boy, uh, do you have an hour? Yeah, yeah, we do. Sure. Um, so, um, you know, the, the program was set up to give um, inmates uh, job skills. Okay. So that's our primary focus. Um, we also feel like we're very good at helping people appreciate their dogs. We have a lot of people that will come in and say, this is my last chance. And really a lot of it is, um, or this is the dog's last chance. Um, but really it's about helping people understand their dogs mm. um, and what dogs need and getting up, feeding them breakfast and then putting them back in a kennel for eight hours is not going to work for most young dogs. Mm -hmm. um, and so the inmates are good at, you know, explaining things in their journal. We have an education team that, um, teaches a class every day at three to the other inmates. Um, oh, you mean canine education? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Right. Different things. Um, we have a lot of books. Um, once a quarter, everybody picks a topic related to dogs, and they have to kind of write a um, book report or just like an, summarize an article that they're interested in that has to do with dogs. And so we practice our public speaking in front of each other. Wow. Um, so you're basically sharing information with us. Hey, I did mine on the F word, which is frustration. Um, <laughs> there's a different word that they use a lot in prison, but we focused on frustration. Um, and so then we all get to learn. Um, and so we also talk a lot about communication because these women are living and working with people um, that they probably wouldn't choose to live with. Mm. They probably wouldn't choose to hang out with, but they have to cooperate. There's not very much personal space. Um, so we work a lot on um, just communication and how can I do better? Um, we've got 19 women that come from all different backgrounds, have had all different experiences. Um, uh, a lot of what our program does is self-esteem. Women historically don't have great self-esteem. And many of our women that come in have been taught that their voice doesn't matter. Um, and so we teach them that their voice does matter. Mm. Um, we have mm. to work on um, that you can speak up when something bothers you. It's just, how do you say it? How do you confront it? So I do a lot of mentoring in that. I need a PhD in psychology. I don't have one. <laughs> so if you know of any programs I can get a PhD overnight in psychology, I would love to know what that is. We've got all the qualifications already done. 
And when the women have, we use everything as a teaching opportunity. So um, when I don't give them the answers, but I will sit down and help them work through it. Um, whether it's dog training, whether it's a personal conflict, whether it's you have a short fuse, um, use your words. Um, and, and then we like to think that our, the, the dog's people benefit too, because we don't say, see, you have a nice life. Thanks for sharing your dog for four weeks. We try to partner with them and hope that they will bring their dog. And some people do, some people don't, but we hopefully show them what their dog is capable of and then show them. And we never say, this is it. You know, you don't, you wouldn't send your child to one year of school and say they're educated. Um, so that's why we like to use the um, the uh, Canine Good Citizen test and say, this is a great next class to take. And we've got several trainers in the community that we know have gentle training methods like ours, um, no force. Uh, and so we recommend them for continuing education. And I often recommend them if the dog isn't the right fit for our program. Mm. Um, very often rescue dogs. If you just rescued a dog and now you send it away for four weeks, the mm. dog thinks of that as a rehome. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so the best training, I still believe firmly, is done by the people with the people involved. But we feel like our program helps out people that maybe don't have time for that. And so we can help the dog um, that way, too. I love it. Absolutely. I absolutely love it. So here's my favorite question for you, Jen, is, is canine thinking and learning, what should we know? What do what are you... If you could tell us one, two, three things, what do we need to know about canine thinking and learning? Yeah, the well, the biggest thing is um, that a lot of our clients don't know is that dogs learn to socialize um, with people and with other dogs before the age of six months. What do we do if we've missed that mark or we don't know if they've made that mark? Well, if the dog, um, I have a lot of people that will um, inquire from Wyoming. My dogs lived on a ranch doesn't like other people, um, and I want to send it to prison pause. Well, yeah. depending on how old that dog is, we may or may not be able to take it. Okay. Um, but the older the dog is, the harder the time they have in here. And when a dog is stressed, they can't learn. Okay. So what would you say to those people? Mm -hmm. so then I really, really, that's yeah. why we have other trainers that Good. we can say, you know, you're going to need to work on that because yeah. – it becomes, it, the older the dog is, the more of a management issue it becomes. Um, and it takes a lot of work and our ladies aren't professionals. So I and, always say. And what, yeah, and what you say, you know, it's, it's more to manage at yeah. that point. Yeah, okay, right. So, yeah. so here we are. So, okay, this is my favorite question for you. Who or what got you into studying dog behavior and who keeps mm -hmm. you here? Ooh. Yeah. Uh -huh. Gosh, authors. When I went, uh, I mean, I have some favorite authors. How I got into dog training was I saw the benefit my dogs uh, gave me uh, when I was going through some tough times. And I thought, gosh, there is something to this human animal connection. I really <laughs> need to study this. Wow. And I originally got into um, to train service dogs, and I just oh. haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but yeah, um, some of my favorite authors and uh, speakers and people that I um, love to uh, go to seminars and webinars and that are um, Suzanne Clothier. Uh, yeah. I think she's way ahead of her time. Yeah. Um, Kathy Sadeo. 
Mm -hmm. uh, Patricia McConnell is one of my favorites. Um, Karen Pryor, of course, for the clicker training. And so we have books by um, those authors that the ladies are encouraged to read. We also have videos um, because I also have to um, keep in mind that not everybody likes to read. Mm. Not everybody can take in information that way. Mm -hmm. um, I had some great mentors um, in Anne Allums and Sherry Woodard um, when I worked at Best Friends. Mm -hmm. um, and they were both just very quiet people and small in stature, but so large in their presence with animals. Yeah, Sherry had a, uh, she had that Very program smart. on National Geographic channel called Dog Channel. Yeah, yeah both, both Ann and Sherry were on Dogtown. Oh, Ann was on it too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. And just fabulous trainers for, you don't have to yell, mm -hmm. you can be kind, you can be gentle, mm -hmm. and you can communicate with the dog. Um, and so they taught me to be quiet. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. And go and slow. And go I'm slow. so not. Um, yeah. but, and go slow, <laughs> right? Go slow when we're in their presence. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yep. And so they were fabulous. And as far as who keeps me here and, you know, I, I love continuing education. Things are always changing. So I'm always looking at back at, at those authors and, and talking to um, my animal trainer friends, um, you know, hey, how would you go about this? And mm. um, Sam, who you've had on, I've learned a lot from Sam. Sam White, um, the inner dog, yeah. Yeah, and I love to. Um, yeah. Hello, Sam. yeah, he's a good guy. Um, and so I love doing continuing education, but um, I think who influences me the most right now are the inmates that I work with. Oh, wow. Because they are, um, oh. when they get something and the light bulb goes on, I love watching that. And they wow. love to um, explain it to the clients. And what's really cool about our program is when people come in, they say, is that an inmate? <laughs> No, they're wearing a maroon shirt because they really love maroon. Yeah. Um, but the, the people get to see that these inmates are human. Um, they're people. Right? And they're people. And um, they've made mistakes. Um, we've all made mistakes, but they got caught. Um, so seeing them want to do better, seeing them do better, uh, seeing them blossom, is through dog training is just incredible for me. It gives me chills. It's just, it's why I keep doing this. Um, it must be, it must be. I mean, you make them blossom. I mean, uh, yeah. you're a rock star. Doing what you're doing, you're changing lives. And helping them find their passion. Uh, yeah, because I say, you know, when you get out, you can go work at Burger King, but is that really going to keep you out? You got to find a passion. I don't care if it's dog training. <clears throat> We've got some great groomers right now and they've found that grooming is their passion. That's a much better way to go make a living than dog training. I will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> much better. So helping them um, find their passion and, uh, and figure out who they are, even if they don't get job skills, figuring, giving them a new sense of purpose and uh, that self-esteem. 
self-esteem that's what i was thinking about yeah. self-esteem mm -hmm. that you know or the or the you know the value that they now see in themselves because maybe they saw that value in a dog yeah mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah wow yeah. wow oh jen wow. this is terrific honey oh my god i love you i adore you and um, if, if everybody didn't get enough we we are on that webinar on apdt association of professional dog trainers and uh, you don't you don't even need to be a member. You can just go in, sign on, and see. And there were six of us that day, I believe. Yes. Yeah, we had Sherry, oh, wow. Jen King, and uh, Libby um, Kabolchik from Rancho Coastal Humane. So, yeah. wow. Oh, Jen, thank you so much for your time. We've gone a little bit over, with, and it was so well worth it. And just thank you, thank you. Love you, Tess. See you bye guys rock. soon. All right. Bye -bye. Thank you. Bye, Tess. Rock star. You're a rock star. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed yourself and learned something new to share with your friends get in touch through this podcast or at blackwingfarms.com and let us know how we can help you or one of your precious animals please subscribe we're new here and need the numbers explore blackwing farms for more information about using natural remedies and techniques to improve behavioral health in all situations if you shop, use a discount code, Animals Inside Out, at checkout. One word, same as this podcast, Animals Inside Out. Until next time, take care and remember to play.